Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the October 22nd sermon titled Your Part and His. And I would just like to vindicate myself to start off because we put up Romans 4.15 and you looked very confused. I was. Because you meant Romans 4, 1 through 5, but you did not put a dash. So we put up 4.15 and I would just like the record to show that. Yes. Okay, and now we're getting into the actual episode. So you had a video clip that I thought was very helpful for the series overall. It was from the 1970s? 1968. 1960, okay. Um, commercial for Shake and Bake. Can you explain a little bit how that tied into the series? That, I think it was pretty obvious. Yeah, that, that uh, commercial was iconic for People born in the late 50s and and, uh, early 60s, you know, the little girl, uh, shake and bake, daddy, and I helped, you know, and they would use different kids saying that. So anybody of a certain age, that was kind of a cultural phenomenon, that that commercial, kind of like, where's the beef? You know, and even at your age, you're familiar with that. Yeah. It it was not only the, uh, the content of the commercial itself, but it was the way she said it made it culturally impactful and it was nostalgic and the fact of the matter is that girl might have thought she really added to preparing dinner but she had very very little (laughs) she had to basically shake the package is is all she had to do but in the same way we we do the same thing we think it's salvation and I helped you know and we end up inflating our part in this program and so uh I wanted to communicate that, and I wanted to demonstrate that by looking at the Abrahamic Covenant. So with the Abrahamic Covenant, I just wanted to clarify, because it seemed like you were using this. This is just an example of God making a promise and then offering assurance for that promise, right? This isn't necessarily a salvation passage. This is just the character of God. Well, I, th- I think it's actually a little bit more than that in so far as uh, what Paul uses it for in Romans 4 is he uses it as an argument for faith, that faith is the way we connect with God. Uh, it's not through circumcision. It's not through obeying the law. It's not through ritual, through practices. It's through faith. And so that's kind of the uh, point that, that those two things cross. Now, what I was trying to bring to the table with this was uh, that God wanted Abraham or Abram at the time to know that he would indeed fulfill his promises, that Abraham believed those promises as if they had already happened, even though in the passage God tells him it's going to be 400 years before parts of this happen, even longer. But uh It's an example of God wanting Abraham to know his promises. And I believe with the issue of assurance, God desires that we know that we have eternal life with him. So, yeah, it is is an example, but I think with the Paul passages, it's more than that. It's an example of how tangible faith can be. 
and is. So with the Abrahamic covenant, how is this covenant unique as it relates, I guess, as an example of, you could call it our covenant of salvation? I know of no other covenant whereby both parties aren't at least somewhat involved and, and have a responsibility to live up to those expectations or those agreements. This covenant is very unique insofar as God places 1,000% of the responsibility of its fulfillment upon himself and not Abram. And I think that's very unique, and I think that's the way it is with our salvation. He places 1,000% of the promise of eternal life on himself, and he does not give us the chance to mess it up. It's that important to him. He's going to carry it all the way. And so that's what I wanted to demonstrate, that at the, at the time when Abram is ready to walk through those carcasses and agree to whatever God would say, because God, he, had, he had believed God and God had counted that as righteousness, he had put that faith as credit, that during that time, instead of walking through those carcasses, he is put in a sleep. I mean, God doesn't even allow him to take a step. God walks through it himself. And again, God gets the raw end of the deal. And God didn't do that just for worthy people, just for people who would persevere. He did it for for failures too, who will believe him for the gift that he offers, which is eternal life. You know, um, I I think this is interesting. In fact, if there's one more thing that I caught in in actually doing this sermon, because I've preached this passage a lot. This this passage probably comes up in the life of our church uh, more than any other single passage, maybe maybe behind John 3.16, but basically it comes up a lot because it's such a unique story about God and his desire for us to know and his willing to do everything possible to make sure that this relationship is uh, that we can bank on this relationship, that we can that, that we can count on it. What the just one more thing was for me was that we tend to think about perseverance and about assurance that we have to act like we're going to heaven, like we have eternal life, or else we will prove we don't have it. That's not the way God thinks about it. God wanted him to know for certain that even 400 years later, he was going to fulfill the promise to Abram. He wanted him to know that now. God knew that knowledge, that confidence would help him live out his life here. Even though he wouldn't see the results of that during his lifetime, he would see Isaac. But he wouldn't see the the scattered stars, you know, the numbers uh, his like nations, the, the the number of people, for for you know thousands of years later, but he wanted him to know for certain now, and God knows that that knowledge and that confidence affects every single step that Abram took, and so God wants us to know right now that we have eternal life, and that confidence should make it where we we step and we we live in light of that and it's it's coming out of that certainty not working towards that certainty 
And that's a very interesting and unique distinction between those that would have the philosophy the way I read the Scripture and those that would say you cannot have confidence while you're here. And I don't think that's what Jesus is offering. I think he's offering us eternal life, and we can know it right now. Absolutely. You know, Galatians says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So we're not trying to put ourselves back in any sort of bondage by trying to work for salvation, especially when it's so clearly a gift that we already have and possess. If anyone listening has any questions about this topic, especially, we'd love for you to send those to us at ask, A-S-K, at isunrise, the letter I, sunrise.org, um, so we can address those questions and talk about them more. Because we really, really do want people to have confidence in their salvation and assurance of salvation, because it is, it does make a huge difference in your life. Well, thank you for explaining all that a little deeper and giving me the chance to vindicate myself on that slide. Yes. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.